Hello, everybody. David Donaldson here with Joe Martin for another weekly edition of Entrepreneurial Impact. And today we're going to talk about mission, vision, and people alignment in your organization. Sure. When we say mission and vision, I think that's a, a term that we kind of throw around a lot, right? What's the drive? What's the passion? What's the vision? How are we trying to connect? Where are we trying to go? Why is that important? And how's that important? Why does that matter to business and why does it matter to the people, whether they're people in our organization or people that we perceive that might be customers or consumers? Wow, there's a million ways I could go down with, for a response with that one. Uh, as I think through the different like rabbit holes, the thing that sticks out the most is people are what build a business. So... It's not the logo, it's not the building, it's not the color scheme, it's not the name. Without people, the business doesn't exist. So if you think about it, in the world that we live in today, most people, I look at it this way, is that you don't have people staying with a company for 50 years to get their gold Rolex and their their pension. That yeah, majority, right? So most people are free agents. And I think as leaders, I think it's actually a very good mindset to have is that if you know everybody in your organization is a free agent, um, your engagement with them, your treatment, your communication, whatever you want to call it, all changes. Because now you're thinking, what do I got to do for the value add to make this business great and compelling to retain my top people? Now, I know I'm going down a rabbit hole of like that type of stuff, but the main point in saying all that is that without great people, you do not have a great business. So in, in that direct line is that people make the business. They do. So if you're looking at people, right, so you, which is, we have to be in alignment with people, right? Yeah. They, we, before any of that, right, you do have your mission, your vision, mm -hmm. which evolves, yeah. right, before you come into town. You're not going to say, I'm going to start a business. This is my vision. World's wide widget organization, best in the world, right? That's a product. That's not an organization. It's not a structure. Through the people that start the organization with you, you develop, right, what the passions are about the organization, right? So, you know, you're looking at an all-around common goal or an inspiration to create the purpose, and you got to have both. If you think about when I when I look at a company or a business, and you say mission, vision, in, intrinsically, what sits below that as the lowest common denominator is culture. Um, so think about this. If you're in science class and you have a Petri dish and you put some culture in there, and I remember doing this like in high school, it was like they go, like, go, they're like, okay, this is a Petri dish and go, you know, take a little, you know, Q-tip out and go to the bathroom or go outside or go to the jungle gym and whatever, swab it and then put it in the Petri dish, right? And then over two, three weeks, you see like something grow. Right. Well, the example is in culture. That's a culture, yeah. right? Different meaning of culture. But the, the thing that culture and a company have and the culture that Petri dish have is that left to its own devices, it's going to create its own culture. Now, you've got no control of the culture inside that yeah. Petri dish. You actually have control of the culture inside the organization because this is what leadership has. Leadership can control two things inside of an organization. You can control the conversations you have and you control the environment. So if you wanna have a great culture, you have to control the environment, you have to control the conversations, which means you have to control the conversation of what the mission and vision is. 
that mission and vision has to align with the culture of the organization. Otherwise, it's going to land on deaf ears. And that right. So if you're going down that path, and you think uh, if, if you think of the phrase that your know, culture is a collection of stories that align and inspire, that develops over time. But if you fall flat on not delivering on your mission and vision as you originally told it, right? Those stories go in a different direction in turn, right? And it jacks up your culture, right? Correct. So so there is a there's a direct line to your culture and then the mission and vision. So the point that I would make on how so okay, great. We've just talked for the past like 6 minutes of like what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> the the thing that I want everyone to hear is that you have mission and vision and then you have people. The thing that ties the people and the mission and vision together is the culture. Which is why I wanted to say, like, you have a lowest common denominator for between people and, and the company is culture. The company is represented by mission, vision, value proposition, belief system, whatever the things you want to get into corporate America on, right? That these are all the great things that you know you walk into the lobby and they've got us, you know, painted up on the wall and be like, Yeah, look at our mission, look at our vision, look at our value prop, look at it, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't it look great? Yeah. But everybody that walks in that the people in your organization are walking in every day based on the culture of your office or your business or whatever, and say either that's a load of junk or I fully believe on it because the leader delivers on that on a regular basis with us as people, which is the connection for this podcast topic is how do you connect people to your mission and vision, which I think if you can do that, it takes time. It's not easy, but great great companies and great foundation founders, it's not not very common. Well, I, I, I think you're you're right on because I think when I look at a lot of times when I see people that partner and get in the business together, they they think that getting in the business is really based around commonalities and interests. Mm -hmm. We get along, therefore we can run a business together. Too many of those unravel, mm -hmm. right? So you could have a really great person, mm -hmm. right? Who's a good person, period. Fundamentally, culturally, what everything you want to put. However, an organization might not be the right fit. It it could be, and I think this is this is why the culture. Then the, everyone thinks like, well, we'll put out the mission and vision, and then we'll build the culture it's off. It's going to draw them like moss to a flame. Except for the fact that you actually have to establish the culture first. When you establish the culture, the mission and vision comes second because the people develop culture. That culture then manifests into mission and vision. Right. How, how does that story or how does that mission and vision get told and who's telling it? And that's what it's on the, the responsibility of that leader to be able to say, what's the compelling story as to why we founded the company based on certain belief systems? And then based on that belief system, which is actually your culture, right? Because it's the, the, the commonality is that all of us that join this company believe in the belief system. That's what ties us all together. How we go about that might be a little bit different, but the end goal is, is, is that commonality inside the value props. And then that manifests into this mission that is never ending, right? In any company, like, you know, you go back to Simon Sinek's Infinite Game, business doesn't have a finite thing. It's not like, hey, I'm best in business and I've won the business game. No, like every day is a new day. Businesses continue to evolve. So you, you don't have like an end goal in business because it continues. You die, that business is going to continue. Well, it might go oh, bankrupt. Well. I mean, go bankrupt if you don't have yeah. like a you know a, a person behind you. But what I what I'm saying with all this, what I keep hammering on the people and culture is that your people and culture will secondarily drive your mission. That if you drive mission first, you will never get people to follow because it's they're they're not going to see how that ties in their values and beliefs that of the culture. 
So here's the cool part. You build great people. You have your one-on-ones. You have great camaraderie and everybody's aligned and that kind of stuff. You then have this mission statement. Now, the thing that I think is also highly important for leaders, especially if you care about people, and I believe that most leaders get into a position because they care about people, they want to make an impact, is your people, no matter how small their task is, no matter where they sit on the org chart, have to be constantly communicated with how their job, their activities impact the mission of the organization, no matter how small it is. Correct. And the the thing that I think is ins- is really uh, inspiring, but also like such a small thing, but has such impact is that, you know, sometimes we believe that people pick up on stuff and they we assume that they know this is this, this curse of knowledge. The curse of knowledge is that because you've gone through experiences and training and education, you expect everybody to have the same type of understanding of the world, right? Which is false. Well, you run into assumptions that makes the whole world possible. Exactly. So if you if you as a leader really assume that nobody, nothing is taken for granted, and if you, yeah, you 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 support your people, you give them feedback, you give them accolades, but I would take this little tweak. When you talk in meetings to the audience and when you talk to one-on-ones, being able to take specific actions that seem menial and to derive a story on how that actually moves the mission of the company. And most people will say, well, no, I'm, I'm cutting checks or I'm doing AR collections or you know, I'm ordering supplies or I'm making sure the lights are turned on or that I'm paying a bill or something like that, right? I think most people see those things as menial tasks that don't seem big priority in hitting the overall mission for the organization. Well, in that, I would challenge that mindset because it's the the love of the details, the love of the process, and understanding everything inside of the organization has an impact on the mission. Case in point, let's, let's put it this way. Going back to the leadership journey of you control conversations as a leader and you control environment. The front desk person, when they understand that turning the lights on at 9 a.m., making sure coffee's stocked, making sure paper towels and paper supplies are there, making sure the paper inside the printer is working, making sure the bathrooms are in like a good working thing, right? Making sure that all the light's on. These are small, what would appear, you're responding to email within a couple hours, right? These little things might seem like insignificant in a silo, but when you put them all together, it creates an amazing experience so that your customers and colleagues value it, right? That they're like, wow, this is a great place to be. Because if everybody treats their job as the most important thing for that part of the business as a team, you get great success. And for people to understand that, hey, because you responded to one of our clients in three hours, we retain the client. You might not know that because you don't know that there was this whole other issue going on with the client and blah, blah, blah. But because you took the time to respond to it, call them, handle their little thing in five minutes, you were actually able to retain a massive client. And that was, in the whole scheme of things, you mean responding to an email saved the client, but it, it did. So I think that that's the piece that us leaders have to share with, you know, we climb the, the corporate ladder or whatever you want to call it, right? And we get to this level of name recognition and and things we've achieved and all this different, like, your resume follows you. But at some point in leadership, your resume actually precedes you, so you already have this reputation before you come in, so you already have respect. But the person that's just starting their career doesn't have that, so they look up to you, 
and they're like, oh, well, look at all the great things Dave is doing in the organization. My job doesn't really have that much impact like Dave does. I would challenge that because it's those small details that this person over here that's just starting out in their career, by them doing it, allows the time for the leader or CEO to spend time on the things that actually drive massive numbers. But without this person's leverage, the other goal doesn't happen. So I think everybody inside the organization has to understand, no matter how small their task is, has meaning that has a compounding effect that if everybody does their job, no matter whether or not you think it's actually important, creates momentum and actually creates a, a unified front that can actually deliver long tail, long, I'm sorry, long-term success for the organization. Right. All those little things, right? It's the little things that matter, mm -hmm. right? Do you thank somebody? Do you write them a note card and say, thank you for all that you do? Yeah. Put it in the mail and send it to them, right? Those are meaningful things that connect with people in a deeper way, right? All along, you're telling the story through other people, and those people continue to live that story. Because what happens is when you don't do those things, somebody else starts telling your story. Somebody else starts shaping the vision and the mission, and then we don't follow through on what we set out to do in the first place. It goes back to the culture, right? So if you believe in people and you believe the best for them, so you treat them as people and you respect the fact that it doesn't matter if they're front desk janitor or the most senior founder in the organization, everybody has a job and everybody's key tasks roll up into an impact. And if we as leaders can take enough time to pay attention and to say thank you for little things, this goes back to like quality time and how people feel appreciated. If you got a culture of that, then it, you have no idea the impact that it has when you go to, the, you know, you walk in an office and you can say, hey, thank you for making sure that we had vanilla cream, blah, 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 in the fridge for coffee. Now, in their mind, they're like, I just ordered off a supply checklist. But the fact that you did that and were consistent and reliable, that vanilla cream is just an experience that says they care, that we have a standard, and that that person takes ownership of their job, which creates confidence in them. When someone has confidence, they're more likely to continue to drive forward. They have a sense of responsibility. They have a purpose in life, which goes back to if you tell them that your job is meaningful to the overall goal, what you just said is you have a purpose in this organization and we couldn't do this without you, which goes back to belonging. And when someone is feels belonged and they know they're having an impact, they take more pride in their work because they know that it's actually moving the needle towards something bigger than what they are today. And I think that's the piece that sometimes I know I, I'm guilty of. That's why I wanted to talk about this as, on this podcast. It was like those small little things matter because you're in a leadership position. Well, they're, they're massive, right? And and I, I like the, the whole thought of the concept is that you can't have one without the other. And the people set the tone for everything that you put in place to begin with. You've said this on a couple of our podcasts is that the, the days of top-down management are dead. <laughs> I completely agree with you like that it is completely dead. So like as a leader, you've got to you've got to motivate people so they want to go on the same journey as you. Right? You don't want to lie to them. You don't want to like have short bursts of inspiration blah blah blah. Like you truly want them to understand you mean something to this organization. You have that mission that we're going towards, those deliverables of value propositions, even the sales dollars that we hit are derivative of you. And I think most often time people that are humble or driven or whatever, they don't think about that stuff. Well, and the thing about that's so humbling about people is it's just, if you just watch and listen to what they say or how they say it, when they say it, right? 
people go through things like every single day. And you're, you're number one employee, you're number one cheerleader. All of a sudden, they don't want to come to work anymore. And you don't know why. But if you're not paying attention, you're not picking up on that. And it could be something as simply rectified but never gets addressed that mm-hmm. undoes it all. Mm-hmm. How alert are you in your surroundings of your people? Because, to kind of put a bow on this podcast, your people drive the culture. That culture drives the mission and vision. So if you're wondering why are we, what are, well, we're not really driving on mission and vision right now, well, then you got to go back to the culture, and then, which means you got to go back to the people, which means what conversations and communication you're having with your people that one makes them know. Well, think about this. People want to be in business with people they, they like, they know, and they respect as basic fundamentals. Right, those are just keys that you could just lead people on. But the other part as a leader, and I think this goes back to that culture piece of fulfilling your mission and vision is that, um, can I trust you? Can I learn from you, right? The final part is, do you care about me? So if you think about leadership to drive on your mission and vision is like, can I trust you? Can I learn from you? And do you care about me? And that's, if you start with that, and it seems very like not linear to say, well, how do I start there to deliver on mission and vision? You have to start with the people because as a leader, you don't have enough time or man hours or you know, working hours right. to touch all the customers for attention and new sales. So you've got to pour into your people that are on the front line make sure that they know they're valued and make sure that they know they're moving towards something that they want personally. And in so doing, those day-to-day, week-by-week, month-by-month activities, well, you'll eventually see formulating sales and those sales are gonna directly impact your mission and vision because without the financial profitability, you have no business. And then once you get to a financial profitability, you're actually able to manifest into impact, which is actually what your mission and vision is about. It's about impact. That's really deep on the day. <laughs> no, but it's it's important because I think a lot of that is overlooked, uh, not intentionally, but because we fall into habits. And the habits is just getting stuff done and life happens, mm-hmm. right? But be aware and alert to what's going on and how are the people and are you fulfilling on the promise that you set up from when they joined you to begin with? Well, and I think, you know, to wrap this one up, our mission is to have entrepreneurial impact. And I think we just did that with mission and vision through people, right? So thanks, Dave, for leading this one off. Absolutely. Have a great week, everybody.